Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Well met, fellow adventurers. Since it is spooky season, still is super spooky, spooky season, even though it's the 2nd of November. Spooky season lasts all the way to the end of the year. There is no other holiday that happens around then. No other holiday. Yes. Anyhow, spooky season, so we're doing a spooky adventure called Untold Heaps of Bone. This is another adventure by the mysterious VWK, who has been making his own adventures and helping the GM with playtesting. We have no idea who VWK is, and it will probably remain that way. The horrors of the planet. It might even be more than one person, for all we know. The horrors of that place are without end, she says. Untold heaps of bone. The lurker in the dark, always watching. A place out of time. A lair of death beyond any conceivable reality. Well, then let us begin. Early evening. The Long Blade Alehouse, Mugsball. You watch with growing curiosity as the fair-haired woman, her build suggesting formidable strength, crosses the crowded room, limbly weaving in and out of the throng of washous patients as she approaches your table. You're a difficult toad to track down, she says, her soft, venomous voice, at odds with her imposing physical cap presence and my ability to actually say a soft feminine voice because I have a very coarse masculine voice probably you don't know me of course but I have something for you to see here look at it see what there is to see she leans over the table and thrusts her white hand towards you as she does a a tattered square of paper suddenly appears between her thumb and forefinger Ah, she must be a card-tricker person. She tells you to take it. You reach out, take possession of of the worn sheet. The woman immediately withdraws her hand and nods approvingly. I'm guessing it's a map to somewhere. Because usually, when we go on an adventure, we start by getting a map to the place. Because, well... Maps are very important. And of course in the age before printing presses. Very expensive. Well, I don't know. Maybe they have some sort of magical equivalent. But they don't seem to have made use of it. You need only a single glance to remember it she says. Cryptically folding her arms and stepping back from the edge. Table. You want to go there of course. It's in your nature. The nature of those like us. But you wish you'd had the will to resist. The horrors of that place are without end. Untold heaps of bone. 
the lurker in the dark, always watching, place out of time, a lair of death beyond any conceivable reality. While she's speaking, you examine the paper and discover that it's a crudely sketched map. Yep, yep, it's a map. Depicting what appears to be the location of a cave somewhere in the copper wood in Thanedale. You ask her about the significance of the map she's given you, but she seems to take no notice of your question. If you dare to brave the misty dark, she says, closing her eyes, know that you are treading upon the doorstep of that which sees all. A lesson learned too late by those who have fallen under its baleful gaze. There's a vile terror in the deepest reaches of that place. Bring it to ruin, and the souls it devoured will at last know peace. Well, alright, that seems... Well, I mean, souls plural be worth doing this just for one soul. But souls plural, presumably very much plural then, I kind of have to do it, don't I? You know, morally speaking. You're taken aback when the woman suddenly steps forward, leans over the table and snatches back the map. She shoves the square of this paper into a pocket and folds her arms. You won't forget what you've seen, she says, says as she again steps back from the edge of the table. I can't allow anything of mine to remain here, no matter how innocuous it may seem. A worm should not coincide. For you are no doubt aware they often do. Perhaps forever will. Seek out the deep terror. And deliver the tormented from the jaws of true darkness. Alright, so she's from another world. Hmm. Well, that sort of stuff happens. Deep in the netherness? Or beyond the netherness? I guess we won't find out. Because we're not supposed to. A loud clattering in the direction of the cab tavern ki tavern's kitchen snares your attention, and you turn your head just in time to see two severely drunken patrons helping each other off the f floor. Only momentarily amused by the incident, you return your gaze to the unknown woman, only to discover she's no longer there. A faint, rapidly dissipating mist of blue sparkles is all that remains to mark a swift and unexpected passing. Oh, must be some sort of projection, hologram, interdimensional thingy. And that's, that's, that's all I can say, because the words haven't, words to properly describe it, haven't been invented. You spend the next hour bemused by the odd encounter. Unable to chase from your mind, vivid image of the sketched map you briefly studied. Perhaps more disturbing than the burning memory of the marked location of the cave and the copper wood is your sudden, inexplicable desire to explore it, a seemingly unquenchable yearning to discover a secret you're certain lies concealed in the lair described to you by the now departed stranger. As the evening weighs on, wears on, you remain seated at the table. Largely ambivalent to the constant bustle that ebbs and flows throughout the tavern's common room. Your thoughts bent bent on a particular on the peculiar meeting and its lasting impressions. At last, if only to quell any burgeoning rashness born of your newfound fixation of the map and the cryptic words of your unidentified visitor. You vow to visit Fate Mail and 
the southwest region of the kingdom, as soon as your circumstances allow you to see if you can locate the cave. The sketched map is crudely drawn lines bathed in a most ghostly blue radiance. It's the last thing you see before drifting peacefully into slumber a short while later, in the wee hours between midnight and the arrival of a frigid autumn dawn. To each location most marked on the map, an image now seared in your mind. Travels to Thanevale in southern Tysa and seek out the copper wood. Then I shall. But first, I'll save. Alright, southern Tysa, Thanevale, copper wood. Visit the copper wood. This ancient belt of forest which crosses the northern Thanevale gets its name from a large number of copper beaches in its mist. Let it be known that the great dragon Ildreja has, has again taken up residence here. Many indeed are the tales of fierce battles pitched by the brave adventurers in the secluded forest cave that long served as the ancient dust dragon's lair. Those who survived the gruesome encounters with the dragon report that Ildreja seems to be attempting to exert her insidious will upon the creatures of the copper wood. Well, I'll probably have to do something about that. Because it turns out the lair of Ildreja is one of those multiplayer battles. So, he's got, got about 20,000 health. You knock him out in multiple. You knock, well, her. You knock her out in multiple rounds, and then you get a lot of XP be at the end. And there's often something else going on as well. You can also get battle markers. And other pe anybody else who bashes it at the same time, they also knock down the health, because it's multiplayer. Of course, you can solo it, but it, it takes longer. And well, and she is currently not in her lair. No, she she isn't. It's going to be four hours before she comes back because someone just recently came round and and bonked and bonked all the multiplayers. It was Holly. I teamed up for the last one. All right, follow the map to the Cave of Mists. Guided by the vivid image of the ghostly adventurer sketched map, an image seemingly seared into your psyche, you make your way into the thick of the copper wood, seeking out the cave of mist she so vividly described. After several hours, having become lost numerous times, resorting to rotating the map in various directions, you at last reach your destination. Rotating the map, in your, in your mind, that is, because you don't physically, <coughs> physically have the map. Stumbling out onto a sea of broken bracken, you draw to a halt. You look up to behold a steep hill rising out of the forest just ahead. The foot of the wise, partially concealed by the mist seeping from its shadowy moor, is the dark mouth of a cave. You're deep in the heart of the copper wood, standing before the gaping moor 
of a cave gorged into the base of a tangled rock-strewn hillside. A thick, foul-smelling mist drifts out of the cup of the mouth of the shadowy cavern, its presence seemingly at odds with the dry air of the forest. The sudden, disquieting sense of being surveyed by a malevolent, lurking presence makes you reluctant to consider entering the cave. Well, <laughs> you think anything's going to stand between me and a cave? Caves are all the best loot is. Well, most of the best loot. Maybe the second best loot after tombs. With your light source flaring brightly, you cautiously step into the cave. You've only taken a few steps beyond the cave's threshold, where a strange sense of disorientation washes over you. You close your eyes in an attempt to ward off the unsettling feeling, and within seconds it fades away. As your eyes spring open, you start to discover your surroundings have changed. You're no longer in the cave. Hmm. This suggests that... Hmm. Wherever I'm going isn't in Tysa, or probably even in our native world. It's probably one of those tiny little parasite dimensions that's just floating around between realities and just yoinks people. You know, as parasite dimensions are wont to do. Yoinks them and, well, presumably it takes their bones, because untold heaps of bones. But let's look around first. The nauseating stench of musty decay assails your senses, causing your eyes to wander as you peer around your new surroundings, scattered along the broad stone passage in which you stand. Are piles of human bones, including complete or nearly complete skeletons, some still partially gar garbed, ragged swaths of the attire they wore when they met whatever gruesome fate and Undoubtedly befell them. A deep sense of dread washes over you as you stare along the corridor. Your eyes scouring the gloom for any sign of movement. Your ears alert for any sound that might dare to challenge the heavy silence. You're standing in a broad, bone-strewn passage. The stench of decay is overwhelming. Inglazened in the centre of the floor here is a dark, large blue glyph. The arcane symbol needs a bright steady glow. What happens if I examine the glyph? The glowing glyph, which vaguely resembles some sort of flying creature, is just large enough for you to fit my entire body in because I'm small. <laughs> your entire, your every instinct tells you that standing on the magical symbol will likely teleport you to some other place. Well, you're not certain what the place will be. Step onto the glyph. The instant you step onto the glyph, the glowing symbol flares brightly, and you suddenly feel as you're beginning to float off the floor. The floating sensation rapidly intensifies, and without warning, everything suddenly goes black, and immediately tumble headlong into an inky void. The impenetrable darkness for which you're falling abruptly departs, revealing you're once again standing in the forest, in the front of the mouth of the cave. Alright, so I can just, I can just leave that cave whenever I want. Having already experienced the grim horrors, although not many of them, just an just a appetizer of the horrors to come, lurking within the nightmarish lair. 
you find yourself reluctant to consider stepping back into the gloom. Well, no, back into the gloom we go. If your light starts flaring brightly, you step cautiously into the cave. You take several cautious steps beyond the cave's threshold and once again overcome by a powerful sense of disorientation. In the blink of an eye, your surroundings change and you find yourself back within the grim confines of the shadowy lair from which you previously escaped. Okay, I'm on the southern, middle of the southern part of the jungle, the dungeon, not jungle, that's another place that we can go. Sharp clattering sound echoes along the corridor as a grim figure of bone claws its way out of a nearby heap of bones. Wearing a tattered suit of clay, scale armour and wielding a sword, you, your undead assailant, leaps towards you out of the nearby gloom. Skeleton warrior, do 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 do, and so on. Uh, you 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 can play the tune yourself. You'll find it if you look for it. The vicious skeletal fiend hisses as attacks. It's a pretty weak skeleton. I suspected we've only just begun. I suspect the skeletons may become more powerful as we go deeper. A quick search with a pile of bones in which the skeleton emerged reveals the following. Oh, and there's some very good loot here. That's probably the main, that's one of the main advantages of this dungeon. A clattering sound, sound echoes along the corridors. A grim figure of bone claws its way out of a nearby heap of bones. Clad in a decayed suit of plate armour, brandishing a hammer. The fleshless undead terror moves at you out of the surrounding gloom. It's a gruesome skeletal terror. Hisses as it attacks. And it is slain. Another 2xp. And some loot, including an exceptional leather plate. And a superior spear, of course. None of it's going to be equipped by me. It's all to be sold later. Oh, and 20 gold too. After carefully checking your equipment, you exhume your exploration of the lair. Now, now the thing about this dungeon, alright, another skeleton clad in a tattered suit of hide armour, wielding a hammer, your undead assailant moves at you out of the gloom. I think this is probably just, just a little procedurally generated skeleton, so there's, they roll an armour type, they roll a weapon, and they roll away to name them. It's a skeletal fiend. Deals your savage blow for 13 damage. So you can have a huge variety of different skeletons. But with only a few few lines of actual writing. Because you don't want to spend all day writing new skeletons. Well, maybe you do if you're, you're into that. But you've got... That would slow down development. A quick search through the pile of bones which a skeleton merged with the other following. More loot. Yeah, once I've once I've fought, once I've filled up with loot, I'll go back to a shop to sell it. And forty eight gold tokens. Lots of gold here. Now you suddenly you draw to an abrupt halt as a float glowing skull floats out of the darkness ahead. The gruesome object its lower jaw fitted with an entire row of long curved teeth rotates as it approaches until its hollow eye sockets meet your weary gaze. Suddenly, an intense pain stabs through your mind and you struggle to keep from collapsing in a heap. 
Alright, picking a number. Bonus of 60. 20 from mine. 20 from more. 20 from spirit. Gotta get 75 or more. Or I will be knocked out, psychically speaking. Pick now. 111 is a success. With an impressive feat of sheer will, you manage to thwart the powerful psychic attack. The glowing jaws, skull's jaw slowly opens, and a long, ragged hiss escapes its fanged maw. Sensing an attack is imminent, you swiftly assume a combat-ready stance, and I jump on its head, which is, you know, on top of it, where it can't bite me. I assume that's what it's going to do. Begin combat. The glowing skull streaks forward and attacks, but it doesn't do any damage because I'm on top of it, so I just move with it. Oh, but it's some, it managed to bash into the floor and or the ceiling and hit me that time. And so forth. Stabity stab. It is slain. 6 XP. The shattered remains of the floating skull lie at your feet. Within several moments, the glow fades from the glow bone fragments. And several of the larger shards crumble to dust. After collecting your wits and checking over your equipment, you once again head off along the passage. Oh, just a bit of healing after that. Now, this dungeon is shaped like a skull. That That is the map. And I'm just below the nose. Alright, going around, going around the white eye socket. And a metal bowl rests atop an ornate brazier in this section of the corridor. The bowl emits a pale blue glow. A particular item may be of use to I haven't got any items here yet, so so that's gonna we're gonna that'll be for later. I'm on just on the bridge of the nose. Now making my way to the left eye socket. Without warning, several bone arrows streak out of the gloom ahead and hurtle towards you along the corridor. So I can use fortification, shadow magic, or dodge. Now, I'm pretty sure this looks like a thing that was going to happen several times. I'm just going to do the three in order. Start with fortification. It has failed. Several of the bone arrows tear into your flesh as they streak past the gloom. 13 damage. Bloody, but still alive. You press yourself up against the wall. Or maybe the floor, and wait with braided breath to see if yet another volley will roar out of the shadows. At last, confident the old odd attack is over, you warily set off along the corridor with your fateful light hold out before you. It's reassuring glow parting the darkness. Alright, keep it. So this is a gruesome skeletal warrior, ancient leather waistcoat, and wielding a sword. Your skeletal assailant moves you out of the surrounding gloom. Now, I'm probably not going to read the full description for all these skeletons. Uh, more loot. And 2 XP. Um, and 30 gold as well. Suddenly, as you step back along the remains of your twisted foe, your eyes are drawn to a small piece of twisted iron lying next to the skeleton's outstretched hand. You promptly take possession of the curious item. It's a twisted iron chunk. This small piece of twisted iron appears to be something that was melted down and allowed to assume this state. Having secured the chunk of iron amongst your other belongings, you once again set off through the gloom. Oh, here's a heavy wooden door 
Its wooden surface cracked and pitted is set into the wall. In this section of the passage, the door is closed fast, and a large iron wing is affixed to the matey slab. Can I open it? You grasp the heavy wing and make several attempts to open the door, but the heavy slab stands firm, refusing to budge. Alright, I guess I've got to do something to open the door, probably involving that brazier, that item we just got. Alright, now back to the nose. It's a decayed skeletal horror. Decayed, it's got a chain brace cloaked and clutching a heavy sword. Just got to quick combat it. 3 XP. Wait, are they getting tougher the more I fight them? Right, splint boots. And 32 gold. Oh, and as you step past to a major skeletal foe, your eyes are drawn to a small piece of twisted iron laying next to the skeleton's outstretched hand. You promptly take possession of the curious item. It's a twisted iron chunk. Having secured the chunk of chunk of iron amongst your other belongings you once again set off through the gloom alright I've now just exploring the rest of the skeleton down to the jaws up through the, the white tooth up through the left tooth there's only two teeth because it's a very simplified skull because it has to be made out of, out of dungeon tiles the colour of the inner tiles is sort of a mottled blackish grey. Alright, and on the the le upper left part of the mouth, the jaw is the outline of an eyeless skull. Skull is sketched onto four. Examine the engraved skull. Become completely you become increasingly anxious while examining the engraved outline of the skull. It feels as if someone or something nearby is watching you. Unnerved by the sudden and intense sense of impending gloom, you step away from the engraving and glance in every direction, trusting, thrusting your dependable light source into the surrounding gloom. Nothing stirs in the nearby darkness. Alright, so that doesn't do anything yet. Alright, now I'm just going to wander around for more of the random battles because they drop such good loot. Think, I think I might have encountered them all. Just going to do one more loop around the jaw. And so on. Along the lower jaw. Along the side jaw. Back below the nose. The philtrum. Or whatever. Okay, here's a metal bowl. West of Misty and Ornate Brazier in this section of the corridor. The bowl emits a pale blue glow. Now, got an item. You've got to use an item. And I just got two items. Twisted Iron Junk. Use. You place both twisted chunks of iron into the glowing bowl. Set up off top the Ornate Brazier. And watch as the metal instantly begins to soften and bend. Within moments... Pieces of iron have melted into a weaving, bubbly mass at the centre of the shallow bowl. A brilliant flight, flash of white light erupts from the blazer, brazier, forcing you to turn your head and shield your eyes. Seconds later, when the dazzling glow departs, you turn back to find the glowing bowl, bowl atop the ornate pedestal is again empty. 
affects the wall behind the brazier is a curious and somewhat sinister iron design. A large flattened piece of iron shaped to resemble a glaring skull is affixed to the wall above the blow. Okay, can I... Hmm, skull. Well, there's a skull in the uh, in the upper left jaw. The outline of the grand go is etched. For examine the engraved skull. Suddenly, a long, low hiss from behind sends your pulse racing. Instinctively, you spin around and draw yourself into a combat-ready stance, prepared to face the source of the unnerving sound. A tall skeleton, clad in leather armour, over the back of which hangs the tattered remnants of a blue cape, steps out of the gloom, hissing softly. The fleshless menace, its bone fingers wrapped tightly around the hilt of a decayed sword, pauses before a fleeting moment, before rushing forward to a cat to attack. It's a caped skeleton. Oh, I'm so jealous, it's got a cape! Your skeletal foe fiercely attacks you, because, I mean, you're already a skeleton. What more have you got to lose? Your bones? Yeah, yeah, your bones. You need your bones. Because if you're a skeleton without bones, you, you're not anything. A skeletal foe fiercely attacks you and is slain. 5 XP. Your final blow shatters your skeletal foe. Turn the undead fiend into little more than a heap of bone in the middle of the passage. Amidst the remains of the skeleton, you discover only one item of any particular interest. It's a decayed sword. It's poor quality, so it actually lowers your melee rating by two. This is as bad as a sword can get. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Of course, it might still boost your attack if you're, you know, good with swords. The crude engraving of a skull adorns the hilt of this ancient sword. This weapon is of poor quality. But I'll take it. This isn't, this is never going to be wielded. It's just going to go into my residence to just be added to the collection of weird swords I found. Still winded from the fight, you step back from the bone pile and dutifully check over your equipment. Suddenly, bang! In the distant but unmistakable clangor of a slamming door sounded some far corner of this grim lair. For nearly a minute, you stand perfectly still, listening intently, but no further novices reach your ears. For every sense on edge, you again resume your exploration of these shadowy passages. Alright, well, we just... we heard a door... So it's probably that door that we saw but we couldn't open. But since it slams, that means it has been opened. Now let's open this door. You grasp the iron wing and give it a mighty tug. With a reverberating groan, the heavy slat begins to swing slowly outward. You step back and watch as the door of its own momentum continues to slowly swing open its resonating groans echoing along the gloomy corridor. 
After several moments, the door screeches to a stop, having fully revealed the broad arch it was concealing. Beyond the arch, a set of stone steps spirals down into darkness. Can you, I can also close the door. The instant your fingers brush against the door, a jolt of energy surges through your body. Six damage. Shaken and breathless, you immediately withdraw your hand and step away from the open door. Hmm. Doesn't like being closed, apparently, once it's opened. Descend the stairs. With your light source part in the gloom, you cautiously make your way down the spiralling stair, taking care not to lose your footing on the well-worn slabs. At last, last, after descending nearly 200 steps, which means it's probably about 100 foot down, because, I mean, if steps are much more or less than 6 inches, they just don't really work. You reach the foot of the stair and step into the broad landing. Directly before you, on the far side of the landing, rises a tall stone arch. Staring through the arch, you can see nothing but a pool of impenetrable gloom. Step through the arch. Standing before the stone arch, you thrust out your fateful life source and attempt to peer, pierce the veil of darkness that fills the broad opening. The glow of your light is utterly devoured by the thick, unnatural gloom. Well, I've got to go through, step through the arch. Holding your light source out before you, despite its inability to pierce the darkness, you wearily step through the arch and slowly advance into the pool of shadow. 64 experience to general. You're taking less than a dozen steps into the into the dark, when the floor begins to shift beneath your feet. Struggling to maintain your balance, you stumble forward, oblivious to any of the potential perils that might be lurking in the darkness. Suddenly, only a split second before panic steps in, the bloom, gloom welts away, and you discover your surroundings have changed. Alright, you're standing on a broad bone stream package on the second level of this grim lair. The stench of decay is overpowering. Emblazoned in the centre of the floor here is a large blue glyph. The arcane symbols emit a bright, steady glow. I'm right in the southeast corner. Alright, exploring the lower jaw. Nothing there. Alright, left, left jaw. I've got to the nose. There's a skeletal warrior, chain waistcoat, and a heavy sword. Just going to quick combat that. And then the nice loot drop and 4 XP and, 15, and 14 gold. Alright, here's it, just a skeleton, chain vest and a hammer. 4 XP and more nice loot. Oh, I'm, I'm fully looted up. So I'm just going to drop something that's it's very heavy and not that valuable. This iron staff. What else can I drop? Well, I could drop the decayed sword because that has no value, but it's a unique item. So instead, I'm going to drop this scimitar. Okay, I'm, I'm fully loaded up now. Also 12 gold. After carefully checking over equipment, you resume your exploration of the gloomy lair. Anyway, now to make my way out of this place so I can sell all that stuff. It's a wag-clad skeletal terror, tattered grain, 
chain vest, and wielding a mace, presumably the wags are elsewhere. Quick combat, it is slain, 5 XP, and some loot, which can be very nice. What can I get rid of? What can I... A uh, sturdy cudgel and a sturdy club. Alright, what else? Something else to get rid of. Yeah, I probably should have left before. Oh, still can't fit the superior quarter stuff. Alright, let's get rid of this iron rod. Okay, got the superior quarter stuff. Now I'm going to get out of here and sell stuff. There's another wag clad skeleton. And more. more. Ugh, no, I'm going to pause while I sort out. Alright, got all the good stuff. And 30 gold as well. Oh, and another and a twisted iron chunk has appeared. So it's going to be the same sort of puzzle, puzzle to get through this layer as the other one. It's the same puzzle repeatedly until you get to the bottom. You know, as you fight increasing numbers of increasingly powerful skeletons. Having secured the chunk of iron amongst your other belongings, you once again set off through the gloom. Ah, another one-arm bone fiend. And once again, it, okay, it's not actually that good, the armor, the, the loot drop this time. So I'm, I'm willing to let it just fall on the floor. And 79 gold. And another twisted iron chunk. Alright, examine the glowing glyph. Step onto the glyph. Float off the floor. Suddenly, a blood circs. Chuggling squeak erupts out of the womb as a sinister shadowy form lurks into view. A railing spectre, his fang falls japed and his wagged arms outstretched, flies directly at you, picking a number. Bonus of 60, 20 from mind, 20 from body, 20 from spirit, gotta get 100 or more, or be torn to pieces, I guess. Pick now. 77, failure. This, this shadowy entity passes through you, seemingly oblivious at your attempts to resist its presence. A deathly chill washes over you. I take 10 stamina points, and I presume that also drained all my Neville Reserve. Instinctively, you strike out at the entity, but your blow passes directly through the fiendish creature to no effect. Having just surged through you, the, the wailing shadow flies several yards along the passage, then suddenly turns back and hurtles, hurtles back towards you, its arms outstretched and its piercing cries echoing through the gloom. You hastily attempt to steer yourself against its impending attack, Picking a number, bonus of 60, same check again, pick now. 137. As if warded off by a remarkable display of will, the Howling Spectre soars, with, soars to within a few feet of you before abruptly turning and flying off into the shadows. For nearly a minute, its ghastly cries continue to echo along the passage before finally falling silent. You once again acutely aware of the sensation you're beginning to float off the floor. Right, and this is me escaping from the dungeon. Let's right, let's get back to some place I can sell things and also restore my Neville Reserve. And it's restored. Bing. Okay, I'm gonna sell. All right, I'm gonna pause while I sell.
And now I've made my way back to the heaps, the untold heaps of bone. And and whenever you leave the dungeon and then come back, you come back on the same floor you left. So there's no particular reason not to repeatedly come back and sell off the loot. Because then you can you can quite easily make a hundred thousand gold or so. There's I found the skull in the upper right jaw. Nothing stirred. You suddenly become increasingly anxious while examining the engraved outline of the skull. Feels if someone or someone thing nearby nearly watched you. It's probably one of those many skeletons. Unnerved by the sudden and intense sense of impending peril. You step away from the engraving and glance in every direction, trusting your light source, thrusting your light source into the surrounding gloom. Nothing stirs in nearby darkness. Well, but in the further darkness, probably plenty of things stir. Alright, alright, going exploring the right eye socket. That's my right, not its. Okay, okay, the door is in the right eye socket. And here's the metal bowl where a particular item may be of use. Alright, I found the three places. Because that, that's what you do here. You're going to find the three places. Find the bowl, the skull and the door. Here's the bowl. Let's use these twisted iron chunks. We've already got two of them. So use. You place both chunks of twisted... Twist chunks of iron into the glowing bowl, set atop the ornate brazier, and watch as the metal instantly begins to soften and blend. Within moments, the pieces of iron are melted into a writhing, blubbling mass at the centre of the shallow bowl. Twisted iron chunks are gone. A brilliant flight of flash of white light and muslin brazier, forcing you to turn your head and shield your eyes. Seconds later, when the dazzling glow departs, you turn back to find the glowing bowl atop. The ornate pedestal is some is again empty, affixed to the wall behind the braids. It was a curious and somewhat sinister design. Alright, let's go to the skull. It's it's the examine the engraved skull. Suddenly, a long low hiss from behind you sends your pulse racing. Instinctively you spin around and draw yourself into combat with these stance, prepared to face the source of the unnerving sound. A chain-clad skeleton brandishing a heavy hammer lurks out of the darkness and comes to stand just inside the edge of your pool of light. The undead guardian, its low hiss filling you with dread, suddenly staggers forward and attacks, momentarily driving you back with a flurry of savage swipes. This is a chain-clad skeleton. It's gonna it's a unique mini-boss skeleton, I guess you'd say. Skeletal foe fiercely attacks you. And it is slain. And 5xp. Your final blow shatters your skeletal foe. Turn the undead fiend into little more than a heap of bone in the middle of the passage. Amidst the remains of the skeleton, discover only what one item of interest is a sturdy warhammer. This is a pair of skulls is engraved on the side of this iron hammer's ornate head. This weapon is of sturdy quality. So that gives you plus one melee rating, which is, of course, much worse, much worse than, than what I already have.
because I mean you just randomly found it in a dungeon not at the end of a dungeon so it's probably not going to be that good so it's just going to be added to Mike to Sir Crokington's collection of collection of interesting weapons and the monsters and and tales of the monsters that he she slew to get them yes you know yeah, you have, you have the weapon, and then a plaque describing the monster I got it from. Behold, this sturdy warhammer. I got this from a chain wielding, from a hammer wielding skeleton. This was the hammer that it wielded. <laughs> this was wielded by a skeleton in the second, second level of the untold heaps of bone. It did not block me for long. Behold, the pair of skulls. And so on. Little plaque like that for every single, every single weapon and unique piece of equipment that you find in, in the Sir Crokington's Museum of Random Equipment. Still... Wided from the fight, winded from the fight, you step back from the bone pile and dutifully tech over your equipment. I think, unlike Tally's, which sells good, powerful equipment, the Sir Crokington's Museum of Random Equipment sells unique but terrible, no, just displays unique but terrible equipment. Still winded from the fight, you step back from the bone pile and dutifully check over your equipment. Suddenly, bang! In the distance, the the distant but unmistakable clang of a slamming door sounds in thump, sounds in some far corner of this glim lair. For nearly a minute, you stand perfectly still, listening intently, but no further noises reaches your ears. With your every sense on edge, you again resume your exploration of these shadowy passages. All right, the door. That's. In the right eye socket. Heavy wooden door. Its worn surface cracked and pitted. Its setting is the wall in this section of the passage. The door sounds slightly ajar. Large iron wing is affixed to the weighty slab. Open the door. You grasp the iron wing and give it a mighty tuck. With a reverberating groan, the heavy slab begins to swing slowly outward. You step back and watch as the door of its own momentum continues to slowly swing open. It was resonating groans echoing along the gloomy corridor. After several moments, the door screeches to a stop, having fully revealed the broad arch it was concealing. Beyond the arch, a step, a set of stone steps spirals down into darkness. Not going to close the door after what happened last time. Just end the stairs. With your light part in the gloom, you cautiously make your way down the spiralling stair taking care not to lose your footy on the well-worn slabs at last. After descending nearly 200 steps, you reach the foot of the stair and step into the broad landing. Directly before you, on the far side of the landing, rises a tall stone arch. Staring through the arch, you can see nothing but a pool of impenetrable gloom. Step through the arch, of course. Standing before the stone arch, you thrust out your reliable light and attempt to pierce the veil of darkness that fills the broad opening. The glow of your light is utterly devoured by the thick, unnatural gloom. Step through the arch, holding, holding your dependable light source out before you. 
Despite its inability to pierce the darkness, you rarely step beneath the arch and slowly advance into the pool of shadow. 96 experienced the general. You take in less than a dozen steps into the dark when the floor beneath your feet begins to shift. Struggling to maintain your balance, you stumble forward, oblivious or oblivious of any of the potential perils that may be lurking in the darkness, probably skeletons. Suddenly, only a split second before panic steps in, the gloom melts away and discover your surroundings have changed. Alright, now on the third layer, and I'm just on the bridge of the nose. Alright, gonna firstly gonna explore the here's a skeletal stalker. Ancient leather waistcoat wielding a hev heavy sword. The fleshless undead terror hisses wildly as it staggers towards you out of the surrounding gloom. Hisses attack, savage blow for eleven damage. Yeah, they're all pretty much they all have pretty much the same attacks. Attack messages, five XP and some very nice loot. Pick it all up now, because I've got plenty of space, having sold all my loot and dropped off that that terrible sword. And 18 gold as well. Alright, keep going round the white eye socket. Suddenly, a loud rumble erupts from the far end of the corridor. You whip your head in the direction of the dreadful sound. Behold a bewildering and terrifying sight. Rolling out of the gloom, careening off the passage walls as it hurtles towards you is a massive ball of bones. Filling almost the entire the grim spear, filling almost the entirety of the hall, is composed comprised of human bones and skulls. Only swift and decisive action will save you from being crushed by the nightmarish construct. So you can use telekinesis, fortification, conjuration, or necromancy, or at 70+. plus. Well, you could. I can't. Sir Crokington can't, because Sir Crokington only has necromancy at a high enough level. Or I could, of course, I could dodge. Necromancy first. Succeeded. 24 experience to necromancy. Summoning your powerful necromancy. You focus its dark might on the rolling spear of bones. Within seconds, a detestable entity completely unravels, scattering its elements along the floor until there's nothing left of its hideous bulk. Unnerved by the gruesome encounter, but relieved to have escaped escape it unscathed, you take just a moment to check over your gear before quickly setting off along the passage. Alright, still exploring the white eye socket. Back to the nose. Alright. Oh, oh, and it's another one of those massive balls of bones. Time to dodge it. You wait until the rolling spear of bones is nearly upon you before attempting to leap, attempting to spring over it and vault myself over the deadly careening mass, picking a number. Bonus of 58. 20 from agility, 20 from body, 18 from feathery, Gotta get 75 or more, which means that the using powers is more likely to keep you safe. But only dust. I mean if you had if you had your feathery at level 100, it'd be about even. Yeah, it'd be pretty much exactly even. Anyway, pick now. 94, success. After running up the first few feet of the wall, you throw yourself back up 
and over the roiling spear, rolling spear of bone, and into the mass passage behind it. You land hard on your side, driving the wind from your lungs, but you. But your remarkable feat of agility has almost certainly saved your life. Continuing its careening roll, the massive spear reaches a corner, smashes into the wall, and explodes, showing the entire passage with its fragmented remnants. Alright, so that's what happens. It just keeps rolling past you and smashes into a wall. Still shaken, you slowly retain your feet. Regain your feet and take just a moment to check over your gear before setting off along the passage. Alright, here's a skeleton, chained waistcoat and wielding a mace. The undead fiend hisses wildly, extorts at you out of the surrounding gloom. Just going to bash it quickly. It is slain. Well, stab it quickly. 5 XP and some loot. And 15 gold. Here's my first twisted iron chunk. Now where do I put it? Oh, it's another ball of bones. Necromancy again. Oh, it failed. The roiling spear of bones smashes into you. Grinding you into the floor beneath its gruesome bulk. 44 damage. Woo, that's quite a lot. Dazed and bloody, but thankful to survive. You stagger to your feet and turn and watch. The giant ball of bones continues careening along the corridor. As it reaches a turn, the massive spear smashes into a wall and explodes, showing the entire passage with its fragmented remnants. Still shaken, you take just a moment to check over your gear before quickly setting off along the passage. Alright, that's southeast. Southeast jaw. It's a staggering skeletal stalker. Quick combat that. And 5 XP, some loot, 32 gold. Alright, that's both teeth explored. Here's the engraved skull. Can't do that yet. Needs to find the brazier first. There's the door on the other side of up just below the nose. It's a ghastly skeletal stalker, plate armour and an axe. It is slain. 5 XP and of course, lots of loot. And 10 gold. Oh, there's the second twisted iron chunk. I'll just use it now so it'll be on the quick, on the recently used, used list. On the stat screen it's a bone tower, quick combat. 5 XP, more loot. Right. Clattering skeletal warrior. 5 XP, more loot. Lots of loot this time. I'm already at 68% encumbrance. Alright, right, I found there's a skeleton. Gives me some loot and 12 gold. I found the brazier. It's it's just in the northeast of the left eye socket. The bowl emits a pale blue glow. Let's use these items. Add it. It it's like the other two times. And the Sits the wall behind the brazier. It's a curious and what sinister iron design. 
A large piece of large flattened piece of iron shaped to resemble a glaring skull is affixed all above the bowl. Alright, let's get to the skull in the lower left jaw. Examine the engraved skull. Suddenly, a long, low hiss from behind sends your pulse racing. Instinctively, you spin around and draw, and draw yourself into a combat-ready stance, prepared to face the source of the unnerving sound. A glowing skeleton, its grey bones surrounded by brilliant red aura, washes into view, wielding a rusted sword. As the undead begin, fiend begins to slowly and methodically move in your direction, the glow enveloping its fle fleshless form swiftly intensified. It's a glowing bone warrior. I think I'll collect one of its glowing bones to put in the museum. The future museum, it doesn't exist yet, deals you a devastating blow for 32 damage. Alright, another devastating blow, 33 damage, but it is now slain again. 6 XP. Your final blow shatters your skeletal foe. Turning the undead fiend into little more than another heap of bone in the middle of the passage. Amidst the remains of the skeleton, you discover only one item of any particular interest. It's an inferior rusted sword. A trio of skulls are crudely engraved on the hilt of this rusted longsword. This weapon is of inferior quality. I'll just take that. Still winded from the fight, you step back from the bone pile and dutifully check over your equipment. Suddenly, BANG! In the distant but unmistakable clangor, clangor of a slamming door sounds into the far corner of the grim lair. Sorry for anyone who's just wearing any microphones for that. For nearly a minute, you stand perfectly still, listening intently, but no further noises reach, reach your ears. With every sense on edge, you again resume your exploration of these shadowy passages. Alright. I think... Alright, I'm going to be... We're getting close to an hour now, so I'm just going to wander around looking for some more random fights. And then I'll be making my way back... Back to civilization, so I can sell my loot, store some weapons... And all that stuff. Yep, looks like we've used up all the random encounters. Or at least it seems like that way. Uh, well, all right, back to the back to the way out. Hopefully, there'll be less messing around this time. Examine the glowing glyph. Step onto the glyph. Float off the floor. Inky void. Back at the mouth of the cave. Right now, firstly, to my residence. Right, visit your storeman. No, 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 my coachman. Storage room. Store the items you're carrying. Store the sturdy warhammer and the wasted sword. Stored. That's 137 unique items in storage now. A lot of different things. Including quite the collection of swords.
shots. Including for some reason, you know, just a regular, a regular longsword. And a regular sturdy scythe. I'm probably just trying to get, get the complete collection in. But most of them are, most of them are special. Uh. Yes, I got two rusted swords, but they're different because I I put a plaque below them so you can tell the difference. Or I will. Right, now to sell some stuff, might as well since you know I'm I'm out and about. You know what, I'm going to pause while I do that. Right. I got about six thousand five hundred gold from selling that stuff. And that was just one floor of the dungeon, really. So, anyhow, next adventure we'll, we'll go deeper into the untold heaps of bone. But until then, farewell, fellow adventurers. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.